You're listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. I'm one of your hosts, Tula Weber. And I'm Abby. And welcome to Tabby Cat. So today we're going to be talking about school. I know. We figured it was kind of relevant considering we're going back to school and the Spokane Public Schools School Board just um, decided that it's going to be all online for the next however long. I know, I'm kind of worried about it, but that's what we're here to talk about, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's jump into it with our first section. We'll be talking about the social aspects of school. So how do we do, both of us, how do we do in school socially? How do you do? How do you do, Tula? I think I do pretty well socially. Like, I'm definitely not part of the super popular crowd or anything, but I definitely find it easy to get along with people and teachers. And I don't know. I think that being social in a school setting is super important. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I've had a lot of different school experiences. And I think for me, the social part is probably one of the least important. (laughs) (laughs) But I do have fun with it sometimes, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess we're kind of different in that in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are some good aspects of like social circles and stuff like cliques and things that we experience? I think some of it is nice because then you have, you know, you have some uh, you have friends and you have close circles that you can communicate with and you feel insulated in your little bubble and it feels nice sometimes. Uh, what about you? Um, honestly, I don't think that cliques are as bad as a lot of high school movies make them out to be, per se. Like, I find that, um, groups and things like that in school are actually not as intense as they're portrayed. Like, I, I, I know there's a lot of popular groups at my high school. Mm -hmm. Um, and honestly, they seem pretty fine. Like, I think everyone just knows who they get along with, and if it's a specific group of people like a clique then that is that is how it is but i will confirm that in high school definitely like the the jocks and the cheerleaders and things like that like stereotypical things like that definitely still hold true a little bit yeah i think you know the the social circles are fine so long as you have your own little niche of people to be in um so you know they're good sometimes but what are the bad parts about them um okay mainly i think the bad parts about cliques are kind of how they affect people outside of them Mm -hmm. because obviously if you're in a clique or a friend group you're not going to think that it's that bad if if i don't know most of the time right yeah even if you are a generally healthy friend group like you're still affecting people or have the ability to affect people negatively Mm -hmm. around you and that's something that's common and easy to observe i think in friend groups yeah, I think my main issue with it is that it's hard to shift between friends. Like, you can be in one friend group, but if something happens and you decide that maybe you don't want to be there with them anymore, it's really hard to integrate into another group of people. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So, um, how how does the social part of school affect the rest of our lives? So, maybe even life outside of school? I think that, um, well, honestly... Inside of school, like I've done virtual school a lot, so (laughs) I just have to find time outside of school to have my social life. But when I've been in school and I've had, um, you know, social interactions with people, I think it it really like it does change your day and your outlook when, you know, you have bad social interactions or you have good social interactions. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely think that 
it's important for me at least like especially over quarantine i i look at how much i rely on school to give me like social interaction and i do school in person full-time like you know mm-hmm. of course pre-pandemic but um i find like the social part of school really affecting my mood outside of school yeah and if i have a really good day and everyone's nice and it's cool and it's chill and the day goes well i find the rest of my day outside of school because i usually have things going on afterwards they go a lot more smoothly if i had a good day you know yeah and i think it can really affect your mental health if you get enough interaction or if you don't um yeah if I don't know for some people it's nicer to be in a quiet environment when they're in school and for others it's great to have that social interaction like you said so and I know we talked about clicks a little bit to like popular friend groups and stuff what makes someone popular honestly beats me (laughs) (laughs) um I am not really in I've never been in like the really popular groups um and I don't really know why popular people are popular I think it's just because people know who they are but I, I feel like most people don't actually like popular people so I'm not I don't know I don't understand yeah I mean I think it's a little bit different everywhere um but I think yeah I've never been part of this super popular friend group I I do know people that are well known around school and whatnot and I do know a decent amount of people around the school but I would not consider myself someone that's really popular yeah at least not in the ways that like popular people are and i've met a lot of people that are super popular that are kind Mm -hmm. and then i've also a lot of people that aren't so i think it really depends yeah so but mainly what makes someone popular is the way that everyone perceives them so i think that most popular people are perceived as like super nice or whatever even if maybe they aren't yeah that makes sense um so you know along with being popular they're are a lot of challenges that come with that and just being a high schooler or student in general um so what do you think about drama and rumors <laughs> honestly i see them all the time i've even experienced a couple like really dramatic things that have happened in friend groups and whatnot and it mm-hmm. is honestly almost impossible to avoid if you have like i don't know a, a friend group i guess like i feel like even on a small scale you're bound to get into a little bit of trouble because especially in high school i think we are changing a lot and you're figuring out who you are and the kind of people you want to be around and i think that a super important part of that is finding who you get along with and sometimes the people that you get along with aren't the people that you thought you would and Mm -hmm. that causes some drama along with things like romantic troubles and whatnot which is honestly a really popular issue and i think that another thing that we have to deal with a lot is like the lack of confrontational skills i think and like oftentimes with drama it's more of a miscommunication than it is like the actual heart of the issue being an issue yeah and mainly what got lost along the way and what it's come down to is this game of telephone that like it essentially is ruining (laughs) a lot yeah and i think with especially the social part it's It's hard for people to go to school when their social life is in shambles because um, that feels overwhelming. Even though they might want to do the academic part, if they can't, if they don't have friends or if something's happening in their friend group, um, it can be really hard to go to school. And I think that can result in a lot of absences and, you know, mistaking their hate for their friend group for their (laughs) hatred of school. Yeah. And honestly, it's so easy to blur that line. 
Yeah. Um, and then, okay, let's talk about why being social and being active in social groups helps you academically, or if it does help you at all academically. I think it can be really helpful if, you know, even if the only reason is just because you have someone to do a group project with, <laughs> it can be helpful. I, in PE, you know, like you have to have a partner, like for almost yeah. everything. And it can be really frustrating if you don't have friends. Yeah, I get that. And honestly, the only reason that I think I excel academically, at least on paper, is because I find most of my motivation coming from being in a class with people that I like or get mm -hmm. along with. And that's why virtual learning has been such a pain in my butt because I don't know, I have no competition and I have no relationship with my teachers. It's like over email and I find it really hard to find motivation to do anything without also some social pressure to do well. I don't know. I, I succeed pretty well under pressure, I think. Yeah, not a lot of people talk about the social interaction you get with teachers, but like when you don't have positive adult influences in your life outside of school, teachers can really be that for you. Um, and so, you know, teachers are a really important part of your social life at school. Yeah, and honestly, teachers, like when you have a good teacher, it is such a difference in the way that I, I function in mm -hmm. school. Like having a good relationship with my teacher is honestly one of the most valuable things to me academically because it just makes everything about academics so much easier for me to handle because I don't know. I do really bad in a couple subjects. Like math is definitely not my strong suit, right? Yeah. And I think that having good math teachers and having good people being those math teachers has definitely helped me get to where I am now in the subject. Yeah. I mean, I really struggle with science for some reason. And I took chemistry last year online. And it was so hard because I kept emailing my teacher and he just would not. Well, part of it was lack of being able to communicate well but it was just really hard not having an in-person teacher who could explain it to me yeah and definitely part of virtual learning being difficult for me was having no authority to see or look up to it's mm -hmm. almost like i'm not doing the work for someone which i know is irrational and not true but the way it feels from a teenage perspective is like that for yeah sure. um let's talk about how to balance social and academic parts of school yeah i think for me, I've just always prioritized the academic part over the social part, but I don't think that's always necessarily the best idea. Um, because for some people, social life is a really important part of their mental health. I think it just depends what kind of person you are. So let's talk about from our perspectives then. Mm -hmm. So for me, I find a balance between social and academic kind of hard to reach. Because a lot of my academic activities, like things I'm getting a grade for, are inherently social. Like debate is something that I do, mm. and that is a super social extracurricular activity. And I find it almost enough <laughs> like to satisfy the part of me that needs social interaction because it's so it's talking right like yeah that is essentially what i'm asking for and also having a partner and being able to relate on levels with like an entire team i think is super helpful mm -hmm. but i i also I'm, I'm pretty extroverted so i don't get tired out from social interaction so i also find it um almost unnecessary to really balance them in in like a 50 50 manner it's mainly like i get all my academic work done and then it's mainly social i think what about for you I think for me, it's kind of the opposite. I really enjoy being learning and um, I feel like if I, I, I mean, I love my friends and I love seeing them, but I feel like I could go without seeing my friends for a long time. 
and I probably would just still be doing schoolwork. But <laughs> if I took really advanced classes, I think I'd probably just never leave the house. And that would not be good for me, but that's just where I generally land yeah i don't know about that one for me yeah (laughs) i honestly like the only reason i'm in advanced classes and whatnot is because i know people that i like are taking those classes and of course i'm passionate about some of the ap classes i'm taking but half of it is meeting new people who are interested in that but i honestly i cannot sit down and even do like one class online it was so difficult for me (laughs) (laughs) and that's not good for our current situation yeah that is unfortunately how i've been functioning yeah so i I don't know yeah so um i think we've pretty much covered why the social part of school is important for some people and maybe not so important for others so i think we will take a quick song break and be right back Think about the days when all we 
Ragtime, the blues, Dixieland, Big Band, Bebop, and early folk jazz all symbolize the truly American art form of music known as jazz. A shot of jazz will highlight all those styles of jazz from 1890 through the 1940s. Join us weekly every Wednesday at 11 a.m. as we learn and enjoy our musical heritage on KYRS Thin Air Community Radio 88.1 and 92.3 Medical Lake Spokane. Welcome back. That hi. was I Think I Like When It Rains by Willis. So, hi, it's Tula. <laughs> hi, it's Abby. And you're still listening to Tabby Cat. Yeah. So, here is the second segment of our show, and we are going to cover the academic aspects of school. Yeah, learning. <laughs> okay, you can start. Okay. <laughs> um, so, how do we do in school academically? Like, personally, how do you do? I think we both do pretty the same. Maybe not in the same way, but we get the same grades. Yeah, I, okay, I should have had a four point in freshman year. I didn't because it was a long story, but anyway. Um, yeah, so I, I finished this year with mm-hmm. a 4.0. Yeah, And this is too. my first year of high school, so. And then before that, it was middle school, so it didn't really matter. I, I had like a 3.8, I think. It, it's kind of irrelevant, but I think I do pretty well in school. Yeah, I like learning, and I've just always been fairly good at it, so. (laughs) What's your best subject, Abby? Um, okay, it should be English, because I feel like everyone thinks that I'm good at English, and I'm good at writing, but it's not English. Um, I think my best subject is probably, well, I feel, I don't know. I don't know what my best subject is, actually. I went on that whole rant, and I have no idea. I... I do pretty equal in all except for math. I'm pretty bad at that. Um, I think I do pretty good in science. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I find it super easy to comprehend, and I spent a lot of time of it, time on it in primary school. Mm. 
because I don't know it was something that really interests me so that and yeah you're right because I would say English too but the way that English is taught in schools is not the kind of English that I'm good at Mm-mm. so because grammar I, I do know what a comma is but at the same time like the grammar that they teach is like just working out of a springboard book which is so oh lame my god I know <laughs> okay but what is your worst subject uh definitely science which is really yeah i'm so bad at science which is crazy because i'm good at algebra and geometry and stuff but like took chemistry over the summer and last year i i don't know it just didn't make any sense really okay yeah no Um, sense my worst subject is math yeah i'm really bad at it and i i don't know like i just find it hard to comprehend i'm really bad at it i don't get why we have to learn it so like four years basically or i'm gonna take four years of it i just think it's unnecessary and it probably isn't but i don't like it so fair enough um what is your favorite subject um honestly science was kind of boring last year that's no one's fault it was freshman biology so i'm Mm -hmm. not really worried um but i i don't know if that was my favorite subject last year my favorite subject was biomedical i thought it was a super fun class Mm mm-hmm Yeah, this last year, my favorite subject was definitely world history. It was probably the most work out of all of my classes, but I just love history. It's, I don't know if I'm the best at it, but I just think it's really interesting. Okay, Abby, what different kinds of schools have you been to? A lot. Um, Okay, let's see. Let's hear it. Private school, homeschool, charter school, public school, online school. Which was the best? Um... Ooh, I really liked the charter school. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, really? um, yeah, but I also well, I don't know. I probably think that the charter, the online, and the public are all equal. I just wasn't really prepared for public in the time of my life that I was in. Yeah, I have been to Montessori, which technically calls as a public school, although I don't really respect it as one. Mm-mm. It's kind of different. So Montessori is student-led, student-based, and project-based learning, yeah. which was cool until I decided I didn't want to learn math and hence did not learn math and spent a lot of my time doing things that were irrelevant to my current curriculum which Mm -hmm. that's on me I guess but I was in fifth grade so it wasn't like I don't know I wasn't thinking rationally about oh I'll probably need this in the future right yeah I feel like having students that are in third grade lead their own curriculum might not be the best idea (laughs) no it definitely was not because I have uh next to no foundational math skills but I am (sighs) decent in algebra and learned ratio and proportions in like third grade yeah and i don't know basically all of my math knowledge is not cannot connect mm-hmm. which sucks but it, again i mean that's there are a lot of parts of that kind of schooling that did help with my personality i think definitely sure. social aspects but academically it was kind of lack and then again it was also like me being like i don't really want to do a math lesson so yeah um and then my switch to public school like real public school i went to sacagawea and that was such a difficult switch for the first couple weeks i was literally failing math so funny it was not funny i was super upset about it (laughs) and i had signed myself up for a strategies class even though i didn't do like bad enough on the smarter balance test to get into it i was like i need this and i did yeah (laughs) and it really helped me and now i'm kind of on my feet math wise i'll be taking an honors class next year so yeah i mean for me private school is probably the well maybe not the best for me academically but like it definitely had the best academics but um for me socially it was not good 
Um, and so I think that's just another example of why both social and academic aspects are important in school. So how is online learning going to affect our academic ability since we're pretty much... Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to affect my academic ability. Because you do school online, don't you? Yeah, so it's just pretty much the same for me. What about you? Um, it sucks. It sucked uh, when schools closed. I had a really difficult time. Barely made, like, I barely got, I almost failed classes, honestly. And I had a really hard time keeping up. And I don't know, something about having to do it all from home, I just could not focus at all. And, like, virtual yeah. learning was so difficult for me. And is going to be difficult for me when we start school. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just, like... Something about not being in a classroom setting literally prohibits me from really taking in anything that I'm learning. Mm-hmm. So how have the different teachers we've had impacted our learning? Oh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I think that's a super important part of it. And obviously, I don't think I've had like bad teachers. I've had a couple like old teachers that don't really understand, <laughs> you know, some things that I need or what I'm up to. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even how virtual learning was working, and that was definitely difficult, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah. And um, other than that, I've had super positive experiences with teachers. Um, shout out to my biomed teacher. She's incredible. Literally had so much fun in her class. And honestly, one of the main reasons my favorite class was biomed was because she was teaching it. And mm-hmm. I think that is essentially, like what makes my favorite class is always his teaching it for sure yeah i i've had really good history teachers and i had a really good seventh grade english teacher um but other than that i mean my teachers have all been good i mean i I think it must be really hard when a teacher doesn't like you (laughs) yeah i have had that experience oh really how was that well okay it wasn't like fourth grade but (laughs) it was not good she hated me and i felt like i could not learn yeah that failed cursive no way yeah i'm really good at cursive too so yeah i don't think i can write in regular handwriting honestly you just can't write (laughs) okay okay let's talk about how in-person school motivates us to do well maybe like in contrast to online learning so you can go first since you do do online school yeah so i'm actually i'm gonna take a few classes at lc but they're gonna be online um and i think that well, I think sometimes for me, in-person schooling actually makes it harder because you have to deal with all the classmates, which says sometimes good and sometimes not so good because if you get paired with a classmate that doesn't like you or maybe isn't in the same spot learning-wise as you are, it can be really difficult to work with. Yeah, and I totally agree with you on that. And um, I, I, I just, I think that I do so much better in person than Mm -hmm. I do because I don't know I usually can get along with at least one person in my class so I find it pretty easy to partner up with people yeah but in-person school motivates me to do well by just forcing me to go Mm -hmm. when I'm learning from home I can walk out my front door and I I mean I guess I could do that at school but it's against the rules right yeah and so I find I go to school with one objective and that is to go to school Mm-hmm. But when I'm at my house, there's about a billion side quests I could take instead of just sitting down at my computer and doing one thing. Mm-hmm. And I find that to be the most difficult aspect of virtual versus in person. 
Yeah, and I think home life definitely has an impact because if you have like a chaotic home life or younger siblings or whatever, it can be really difficult to focus. I'm lucky because I just I can go to my room and put on headphones and it's fine and I can just sit down and work. And yeah, I'm, I'm fairly self motivated, so it's just not that big of a deal. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you are though. That is a good skill to have. Thank you. Um. So what is your favorite learning environment? Like, do you like a lot of people around you, group projects? What I am in love with individual work time Me in a classroom too. setting. I, I beg my teachers. I literally, if there is one thing I could ask for more of when real, when in-person learning comes back is individual work time. Yeah. And some teachers will let you listen to music and that puts me in the, the zone. zone to study. And I know that sounds weird, but... Um, honestly, I find that aspect of it, like being surrounded by people that are also working, but you know, you don't really have to interact with them. Honestly, Mm -hmm. a really great motivator for me. Yeah. Are you the same? Uh, yeah, I think so. Actually, I just, I mean, I would be fine with in-person school if I did not have to do the group projects. I love working by myself. I love being assigned stuff. I just, I have a tough time with, um you know, all the different social parts of it. Yeah. So let's go into more of like what happens at school. So how do you feel about standardized testing? Um, uh, okay. So I hate it in theory, uh-huh. uh, but I do like it because it makes me feel smart. Um, it, it's just a, it, I mean, standardized testing doesn't measure your worth or your, actual learning ability or what you know honestly and so I think it's just not the best measure I know and some of the smartest people that I know don't score very high in standardized testing because it's it's only made for one kind of person Mm -hmm. and oftentimes the smartest people think outside of that norm totally and so standardized testing is absolutely not a measure of intelligence at all you're completely right about that and i find standardized testing to be probably the most stressful thing about going to school yeah and then you know when you have to like when people are sharing their scores and stuff and you have a higher or lower score and you feel guilty about it or whatever it's really difficult i think um yeah standardized testing especially because it impacts your ability to go on to uh, higher learning settings can be really detrimental for people. I know, and like especially me going from Montessori to Sacagawea, standardized testing was probably the scariest thing. Yeah. To me, because I I didn't know anything, and like I think a really good example that is pretty universally related to is the PSAT and SAT. Yeah. I that PSAT literally does not do anything. It does not go in my transcript or anything like that, right? And you know like i just find it so difficult like taking the psat and having to study for it when you haven't learned the stuff that's on the test pre-taking the test Mm -hmm. is so it's i don't know right i know like okay last year the stuff about constants i do not know what a constant is (laughs) i still do not know what a constant is no one ever told me really yeah so the math su- section kind of sucked i am definitely not the person to talk to about that yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> sorry looking at the notes um so i feel like we talked about why standardized testing is not super good um so what do we feel like is not 
good about the education system overall. A lot. Um, I feel like the same thing kind of applies. Standardized testing is a really good example, right? Mm-hmm. But honestly, the education system is made for one kind of student. And I know that oftentimes superintendents will praise it like, oh, well, our school system is a safe learning environment for all. But when it comes down to the actual curriculum of the education system, a lot of people get the short end of the stick. Yeah. Especially people with even really light on the spectrum, like ADHD and things like that. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, the busy work that school assigns can really deck your your grades and your performance in school in general. Yeah, neurodiverse people who are just incredibly smart sometimes really struggle with some of the things that we consider to be st- like you know neurotypical people consider to be really basic and so there just don't seem to be a lot of options for people who don't function uh, quote-unquote normally yeah and honestly I feel like it's difficult because even if I'm I don't know I find I find getting into the flow of things in the education system is really near impossible especially Mm -hmm. when you have to balance a lot of other things and I feel like a thing that happens a lot is teachers sometimes fail to realize that you are taking five to seven other classes along with theirs and sometimes the workload is too much especially when to get into the the college of your dream sometimes you have to do like three extracurriculars and honor society and things like that Mm -hmm. it makes it virtually impossible to succeed completely if you're not textbook exactly what you need to be yeah and i think the education system just sometimes doesn't prioritize actual learning And I don't know why that is, but sometimes it's just prioritizing keeping you busy. And a lot of test scores and stuff are just competitions between districts to see like, oh, overall, which what which who is doing the best with Mm -hmm. their students? And it's it's less on the scale of like, you know, small scale, which is what's important and what what counts in in the future and on your transcript and whatnot. Yeah. So I think transitioning why is the actual learning part important oh that's a good question um i kind of want to think about that a little bit more but i i can start Mm -hmm. so learning in general is probably the most essential part of being part of any society at all right Mm -hmm. and like i think that learning is not only in school but socially all aspects of going anywhere and doing anything is the most essential part of being alive like the only reason i that i've i've grown and changed from the person that i was even six months ago is because i was learning and growing you know and that is just a beautiful thing i think absolutely um so there's you know we like learning here (laughs) (laughs) Um, but sometimes it can be a lot of pressure. Yes. So how does ac- academic pressure affect you? I do really well under academic pressure. In fact, I find some of my best performances to be exclusively because of the pressure that was placed on me. And oftentimes I do really good under high expectations from teachers. And that is really my prime motivator for good grades, I think. Like mm-hmm. having teachers be like, oh, Tula, I know you'll do well on this makes me go home and be like, okay, well, I have to do well on this. And I don't find that a negative influence. Yeah. I think academic pressure for some people can be really difficult because it's like um, parents or whoever have these expectations for you 
to succeed or to not succeed. And then if you don't meet those expectations, then there can be a lot of surprise or anger or whatever. And so I feel like once you have that, you know, like after a few years of school, once you have the expectations set, you can feel the pressure to really meet those expectations. Yeah. And I know that academic pressure will increase as you get further along in high school, right? Mm -hmm. But honestly, I think that it may not work for everyone. Yeah. Right. And academic pressure can be a super negative influence on on uh, neurotypical and neuro and neurodivergent people because it's a lot of pressure if we really think about it. Like, mm-hmm. I know it can be a good motivator, but it's also a lot of stress. And I think that stress is a really big part of school. Yeah. And I work OK with stress, but getting super stressed out is bad for you. Yeah. Right. And I, I don't know. I just find it hard to like. I don't know function under stress super well at yeah. least especially in school because I took I took what nine classes mm-hmm. last year and having like thank god I didn't have to do finals week right yeah <laughs> but thinking about like the stress of knowing that like this is going on my transcript is almost too much for me to handle mm-hmm. but for me it's the right amount to push me in the right direction but I know that around finals week I have a lot of friends that get super stressed and fall apart and it honestly hurts your grades when you're really stressed out so I totally get that yeah so I think we're gonna take a quick break listen to a song and we'll be right back all right see you guys later bye Oh, 
Let's say you've got a car or truck that you really don't need anymore, and talking through its good points with potential buyers from Craigslist just isn't your idea of how to spend your precious downtime. You could charm the neighbors by putting it up on blocks in your yard and using it as a decorative planter, or with one phone call, you can arrange for it to be whisked away by KYRS. You'll get a tax receipt, and the proceeds will benefit this, your community radio station. Just call toll-free 855-KYRS-CARS. That's 855-597-7227. Or visit kyrs.org, and we'll take care of the rest. fun found on the Vinyl Hour Radio Show, Thursdays from 8 to 10 p.m., exclusively on KYRS, where we always give good radio. If I got Don't you? 
Meals on Wheels Spokane remains open during the COVID-19 shelter-in-place order and continues to serve the seniors of Spokane in these trying times. Mid-City Concerns Senior Center will continue to be closed until the threat of COVID-19 has passed. They are accepting donations online via their website and will continue to provide extra items to seniors throughout this crisis. MOWSpokane.org or Sarah.Hall at MOS, MOWSpokane.org. Hi, guys. Hi, we're back. Nice to hear from everyone, right? Yeah, so nice. So we just have one more thing to say before we close off. So let's talk about, before we leave, is the social or academic part of school more important? I've been thinking about this, and I really do think that it is a trick question. I cannot. Uh, hello? Uh, yeah, so I've been thinking about it, and I really think that um, it is a trick question because... I think the learning part is the most important and you can learn from your both from your peers and um, from the academics so I think I think the learning is important and that is the end story <laughs> I, I tend to agree with that I think that both are super important and the most important thing is finding a balance that works for you for sure all right so I think we are gonna head out so remember that if you like this episode, find out more about Tabby Cat and where to find us at tabbycatonair.com or at our Instagram, K- tabbycatkyrs. Um, and if you really love this show, make sure to text GiveKYRS to 44321. And we will see you guys later. This is KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 92.3 and 88.1 FM. Bye! Bye. <laughs>